And now for something purposely positive. Welcome to Strive to Thrive, the Purposely Positive Podcast, brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. This is Tony Wexler, your host, and on this podcast, we talk about positive issues to bring positive content into the world. Everyone is looking for success. We want success in our lives, our career, our businesses, our health, and our relationships. But have you ever found it difficult to achieve that success? Sometimes things just get in the way and stop the flow of success in our lives. Now, according to the dictionary, an obstruction which makes movement or flow difficult or impossible is known as a blockage. Now, on today's episode, we're going to discuss clearing your blocks to success. And to help me discuss this topic, I want to welcome my amazing friend, Christelle. Christelle, welcome to the podcast today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. I'm excited to talk about this topic and to have you on the podcast. You have a awesome presence out there on social media. We actually met in Instagram and I watched your content and I said, I've got to have her on this podcast because she just has the right energy and the right content that, that you're putting across. So tell us a bit more about you, your story, and then how this topic truly resonates with you. Sure. Oh boy, my story. <laughs> when somebody asks me that, I'm always like, oh, how much time do we have? <laughs> so my story, there's so many different parts, but let's just simplify it a little bit. I was actually um, raised in California. So, um, well, raised or not raised, I should say. I actually raised myself since I was 16. My childhood was pretty rocky, but uh, I'm really grateful for that rockiness because it really helped me build a foundation of who I am today. I find myself later in life really going back to the things that I grew up with after I fell away for so long. And it's really wonderful and beautiful to see that come full circle. So um, I actually was married for 10 years and he his name was Eric Voss. He was amazing. And he passed away in 2019 from cancer. So he got testicular cancer, bone mets to the spine. He was really into sports. He taught tennis. He was wonderful. He's just a big part of my life. So I love to tell a little bit about him, but, um, he passed away and after he passed away was actually a huge awakening for me. I didn't really know who I was. <laughs> to be honest. Um, I knew who I was with him and that was beautiful. But after he was gone, I was, it was like a new life for me. And I just honored him and him leaving. And it was, it was okay. We had a beautiful marriage. So him passing was, it was okay with me. You know, we had a conversation every day of our lives, you know, up into the point he left and it was okay. So after he passed, um, I really found who I was and I went through some really trying things in my life. They were actually the hardest things that I ever went through. 
because Eric's death wasn't hard for me. He left, but he wasn't leaving me. Uh, He was just, you know, it was his time to go. So he went, but there were other things where I felt were so much harder. You know, I was in a really, really trying relationship after that. And um, I've never really spoken about this and it's flying out of my mouth right now, but it really did change the trajectory of my life. It was actually, I was actually in a really, really horrible, narcissistic, abusive relationship and didn't even know it at first. I knew something was wrong, but I was kind of stuck in it. And this was during the pandemic. So, you know, I learned a lot of lessons through through that. And then when I finally broke free from that, physically anyway, <laughs> I physically broke free from that. And I found myself in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. And all I had was my car and all of my clothes. Well, most of the clothes, what I could fit in my car. And I came here alone. Not, not, I didn't have an apartment. So I stayed in an Airbnb and got an apartment. Finally, didn't have anything in my apartment for like six months. Didn't even have a fork when I moved in. I had $800 in my pocket and I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't have a plan. And so I felt very alone and I felt hopeless. I had been brought to this place of no confidence, feeling unworthy. I felt like all of my self-worth was gone because I had put it in someone else. And if anybody has ever been in a narcissistic relationship, then you know what I'm talking about. They kind of um, weave their web in your mind or stitch their stitching how they want to stitch it. And you have no idea how to unravel it, right? So I was left with a scrambled brain, (laughs) no confidence, no money, and I was all alone and I felt hopeless and I didn't know what I was going to do. But I did have this feeling of I am meant for more. I know that I'm meant for more. This can't be all there is. You know, I, I remembered Eric died. It was his time. Why am I still here? right? Why do I get to live still? Because I have so much to offer people. And that lit a fire inside of me. I said to myself, if I can get through this, then I know that I can help people with what I'm going through, right? It's just self-growth. So meaning like I'm going to help people get through all of the things that I get through. I'm going to help them get through that. So I went to the doctor, of course, right? Like everybody does says, what's wrong with me? And they said, you need to be on medication. And I was like, no way. Like I am not getting on medication. They, they were like, you, your anxiety is horrible. I couldn't leave my house. I would lay on the ground and cry for hours and hours feeling sorry for myself, of course. Um, (laughs) and I just refused to get on medication. I said, no way. Like, cause I know about that, that, that physically has um, effects on your brain that if you're on medication for too long, then it it's irreversible. So right. without going down a rabbit hole with that, I decided not to get on medication <laughs> and I um, started reading and I said, okay, I know a little bit about neuroscience. I know about a little bit about how the brain works, but I want to know more. 
because this is not, this doesn't have to be my reality because I knew, I knew what I could feel inside of me. I felt that before I've had such a strong faith in my past with who I am and um, my higher power, which I had lost for a long time, but I knew it was still there. So I started reading about neuroscience even more and I started reprogramming my own mind. And I did this every single day. I would peel myself off of my floor, literally, and open my book and, and start doing the exercises, reading the things that I needed to read. And I started creating my own program for myself to totally reprogram my own mind. Uh, And I would take the steps that I needed to take to go out to build my business because I had to make rent the next month. Right. So I would cry all day and then I would, you know, hide my puffy eyes and I would go out and I would literally hand out my business cards to people uh, and just exude my love, just exude who I truly was. And it worked. I was able to build my business over the next year. And um, I made in less than a year, I made six figures doing that. But what really was the key in all this was me being able to have the belief in myself, right? That I can do this, that I am meant for more, have the belief and the desire. You have to have that desire. What is it that you truly desire? And it wasn't money, right? It wasn't like, I want money. It was, the desire was, oh my gosh, I can help people get through this too. What if, what if I got through this whole situation and I visualized who I would be? What if I could do that and be this person and help people get through these hard things in their life. So I reprogrammed my mind. Now, mind you, like I said, I couldn't even leave my house. I had such horrible anxiety. It was the most insane experience. I had never experienced anxiety in my life and let alone physical anxiety. It's where you can't leave your house. And I had to, because I had to work. Right. So I would, I started to meditate. This is another huge piece meditation, being able to sit with my own thoughts was so hard for me. But what I did was I just observed my thoughts and loved my thoughts, no matter if it was a negative thought or a positive thought, right? It's like this negative thought is a part of me. It's a part of me. And I have to love every single part of me to be able to accept and allow and move forward. So being able to just sit with my thoughts day after day after day helped my anxiety. And eventually anxiety went away. I don't even experience it anymore. It's totally gone. So those are the puzzle pieces that I had to fit together to be able to place myself where I am today and really get through, especially the, the repercussions of the narcissistic relationship that I went through, which was the hardest thing I ever went through in my whole entire life. But I can tell you that today I don't even think about it the way I did. I still think about it, but it's neutral to me. It doesn't really matter. I don't have any feelings of 
wanting the person back or it doesn't it doesn't hurt me in any way it's just neutral yeah and that's actually how i i started my business in manifestation too with that whole situation well, there's a whole other topic when yeah. going into manifestation there, but maybe we'll have to have you back and discuss that. Put that on the table here. Another little squirrel moment, as we say. But, Christelle, this has been a great story. Uh, I mean, it has so much in it. And we're talking about clearing blocks to success. Mm-hmm. And I see, you know, I was going through and I was counting all these blocks because for a lot of people, a block is really an excuse, mm-hmm. right? They want to succeed, but there's something that's blocking them. Now, there could be something internally blocking them that they don't know about, which we'll get into that as we go on, because I'm sure you and I can talk about that. But I want to look at the obvious first. You know, you were in California. You raised yourself since you were 16, which, you know, that's something that's a big accomplishment when you're very young. And some people would say, well, I'm too young. You know, this is why I had a tough life they would use that as an excuse, the rocky childhood, right? And then you had a wonderful marriage. And when your husband, Eric, passed away, I mean, that could have been something that you could have used as a block, an excuse to say, oh, you know, there goes my life. I found the love of my life and now he's gone. And and then you said for a while, you didn't know who you were. And then you got into this other relationship, which totally changed the trajectory in your life because it was an abusive relationship it was during the pandemic so it was hard to get out of it but you did you you didn't say i'm stuck in this this is a block this is why i'm not going anywhere you broke free you went to this place called charlotte north carolina which was a new place for you i just i can imagine you showing up with just your car your clothes and a little bit of money and just feeling this what am i going to do now but you turned around, you not only did you get a job and start a new life, you built a business there. And if you can get through that, there's right. no excuses. But here's the key thing. And I found something that I call the 3D procedure that everyone needs to go through. You went through it. The first thing you had was the desire. You had the desire to change. You knew that this didn't have to be your reality. You knew you wanted more. So you decided that you wanted more in your life. You made a decision. And that's the biggest thing when we make a decision, a decision to go for it, go for what you want in life because you know it's right in front of you. You were willing to ask what if, but on top of that, you had the third D and that's determination. You were determined to make it happen. No matter what happens, I'm going to make this happen. So those are the three things that I see just throughout your entire story. You you have the desire, make the decision and have the determination to carry it through. Yes, absolutely. I love that. Um, Deciding is such a huge factor. So many people, you know, they truly want to be this specific person in their life, right? They want to be, they want to be this person, but they don't want to take the steps because it's scary, right? They don't decide to take the step. I think that people get very overwhelmed with this person that they want to be. You know, they have these dreams and aspirations and it's so beautiful and wonderful, but not many people decide to take the step. And, you know, indecision is the quickest way to failure. 
Yes, the oh. decision is. That is, you know, that's a profound statement, but it's so true because most people aren't willing to make that decision. Most people look at the, the entire staircase, and I've talked about this before. Most people look at where they are. They're at the bottom of the staircase. Mm-hmm. They want to be at the top of the staircase, and they see only this huge jump that they have to make from the top to the bottom. But when we go up the stairs, we don't run to the stairway and make this huge jump and try to reach the top. What do we do? We take one little step at a time. And as we take those steps, it may be scary, but all of a sudden here we are quarter of the way up. Now we're halfway up and every single step, what I call those steps, those steps are transitions. When we want to get to a transformation in our life, we have to take those transitional steps one step at a time and we can do that. And when we make the decision to do that, that's when taking those steps isn't so scary anymore. Right. Yeah. I love that. I use that analogy as well. The stairs. I know some people use a ladder, but I I love the stair because it's like, okay, you know, you get to one, the first step. Right. And that's, that's a win. That's, that's like, that's something that you weren't yesterday, right? Yesterday, you weren't at that step. Today you are. That should be celebrated, right? You made the decision to be at that first step. Now let's make the decision to get to the second step. Yeah. And these are, this is what, this is what brought me to, through my journey, you know, I think that a lot of people look at okay, I want this huge business, right? The six-figure business. I think a lot of people say this. They want the six-figure business. I want to be this person. And then they don't know how to get there. But it's so simple. It's just taking one step, putting one foot in front of the other. And a huge part of this too is being able to clear out your blocks that you have. We all have blocks, right? All of us. I still have blocks in my life, right? You're never not going to have a block. When you die, they'll go away. <laughs> yeah. So, which, which is great, you know, then you're free, totally free. But while you're here, you have blocks. So being able to look at your situation. And this is really hard for people to do, you know, look at your situation and say, okay, what is it that's blocking me? How do I clear that and move forward? Right. But the thing is, is that our unconscious mind is full of limiting beliefs, full of things that may serve us and may not serve us. And a lot of the things that are there don't serve us. And it really depends on your past, your childhood, did you have a really traumatic childhood or, you know, was it less traumatic? It just depends. So the more traumatic, the more blocks you're going to have them. And what happens is the, in the unconscious mind, or should I say, like, imagine your mind, right. And you have like a strainer, uh, you know, the strainers that you take to the beach, right. Or like the, the kids play with them and they put sand through them. Right. And they take them. Okay. So like, imagine that as in your, in your mind, you have all of this sand going through and that's just, that's experiences. It's just sifting through, going through. But when you're at the beach, sometimes you, you get clumps in your strainer, right? I would say that that is pieces of data that you're not processing. Those are your blocks. Those are traumatic experiences and they don't have to be this huge, horrible trauma. It can be a very small trauma. Nobody's trauma is bigger or better, by the way, but it's just trauma. Trauma is trauma. 
So those get stuck, right? Because it's like a clump of sand and it's stuck and it never gets processed. So it just spins in your mind over and over and over. And whether it's conscious or unconscious, because we can just ignore it, right? But it's still there. It's there. So what I help people with is being able to remove that block, use that, pick up the piece of sand and like ball it up and press all the water out of it and let it go through and use that for energy. So redirecting that trauma into a different area of our life to serve us as a positive energy instead of letting it sitting there holding us back. Because another thing too, is that with these balls of sand, the wet sand, we attach emotions to, and then they get even stickier, right? It's harder to let go of something when there's an emotion attached to it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Relate this to like a friend and say a friend comes to you and they're, Oh my gosh, this happened to me. And they're hysterical about it. And you're like, okay, this sucks, but it's to me, it's not a big deal because you have no emotional attachment to that whatsoever. They are the ones that went through it, not you. So being able to redirect that trauma, that data, that stuck data into a different area of your life so that you feel lighter and you feel, and you're able to allow and produce more in your life from that. Yeah. Give me an example of maybe a trauma can use yourself or someone else, but where you've been able to redirect that trauma and to make it from something negative into something positive. Okay. Let's see. I could just use myself for that. (laughs) Go for it. So uh, feeling like as simple as having fear, simple as having fear with a situation. And I'm going to use that because I think so many people can relate to that. Having fear in, um, let's do this one, having fear in starting an online business, that that's hard for a lot of people. Having fear in showing up on social media in your in a reel, recording yourself in a reel. Uh, I see a lot of people have this stuck feeling with that. And that's just being liked, being seen is somebody going to like me? Is um, is somebody not going to like me? Like how many likes and I, am I going to get? You're putting this um, label on yourself. Am I worthy? And so I definitely 100% went through that, this block of feeling not good enough. The thing is, is that no one really cares. <laughs> Sorry to say, but no one really cares. You're really the only person that's going to care that much. I mean, if you don't show up tomorrow, well, I would hope people would care a little bit, but you know what I mean? Like if you were not to show up tomorrow, it's not going to be the end of the world. And this is, unfortunately, people put their self-worth in the likes and the comments and the, it's like a hit of a drug, right? A lot of people go on every day. And if they don't get likes on a post, then they don't feel good. So Being able to shift that for myself was going inward to myself and learning to have a relationship with me to love myself. And what does that really even mean, right? Loving yourself. People say, oh, I love myself. Well, 
do you, what does that even mean? Like, do you love every part of yourself? Do you love every like roll on your stomach? Do you love every, you know, like (laughs) everything that's not beautiful to society? Do you truly love yourself? And when you start doing that, you really do see that the likes don't matter. That data that's stuck, that limiting belief, right? About how you don't feel worthy, how you're not good enough, how people aren't going to like you. That just disintegrates because when you are doing what you desire within you, when it's coming from um, a good intention, like when your intention is, I'm going to put videos out on social media for my business because I really want to inspire other people. And like, this is my heart, right? When it comes from that place, then you don't lose. You win. You're already winning. And you're learning how to love yourself because I believe that you need to put yourself first. And I know some people might disagree with this. A lot of people probably will, but that's okay. But if you cannot put yourself first and love yourself first and clear your blocks first, who are you going to serve? Who? You're not going to be able to serve people. And a lot of moms, a lot of mothers, I think, (laughs) put themselves on the back burner and it's because they have kids and I got to do this and I got, I've got to cook the dinner and my husband and this and that. Well, you know what? You're probably totally wiped out and drained. You're, you're not loving yourself. You know, your, your confidence is down. You don't feel worthy. All the energy is just on the floor, right? But the point is, is that you have to be able to put yourself first because if you can't do that, you cannot take care of your kids to your fullest ability within the greatest love possible. You want to truly love your family and your kids and your your husband and people around you. You've got to put yourself first. I love that you brought that up. It's the analogy of being on the airplane and those masks come down and in the uh-huh. event of an emergency. And what do they tell you? You put your own mask on first yeah. because you can't exactly. help the other person and you have to love yourself first. And a lot right. of people, like you said, will think, oh, no, that's wrong. I'm supposed to love others. But you know what? I mean, even even in the Bible, it says, love your neighbor, what? As yourself. So that presupposes that you love yourself. So before you can love someone else, before you can truly love, you have to love yourself first, or it, it's coming from the wrong place. When you make somebody else more important than your own well-being, and again, parents will do this with their children, and I totally get that, you know, having children, yeah. and even in your relationships, you want to please that person, but It all comes down to if you don't have that self-love, everything else is going to be coming from a wrong place. And that is, I don't know if you've seen the movie Jerry Maguire. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Yes. And I hate, hate, (laughs) hate. Can I say, did I say hate enough? That line (laughs) that he says when he looks at Renee Zellwanger and says, you complete me. And I just want to smack him upside the head because nobody completes another human being. You're your own complete person. You find a person that wants to walk along with you in a journey together that you're two complete human beings. But when you have to rely on someone else to complete you as a person, that's when you have problems. So. My gosh, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, yes. So I know that very well. <laughs> yeah, I hearing your story, I, I believe that that 
definitely would resonate with you. So a couple of things, because we're really getting deep into the meat of all this, but we talked about objectifying our emotions. And I think that's really important, you know, taking our emotions out. And I actually do physically objectifying with my clients. I actually make people pull out the emotions and have them make a color and a shape and we can move those things around and manipulate where that emotion is. And pretty soon the emotions are gone. But what I wanted to ask you is, is there a specific block that you tend to see a lot with people uh, that would be maybe the biggest, most difficult block to clear when it comes to people succeeding in any area of their life? Yes. Oh my gosh. And it's so simple and <laughs> yeah, you're going to laugh. It's deciding. It's deciding. All goes back to what we just said in the beginning. It totally is because people cannot make the decision to move forward because here's the thing. Here's what happens is our unconscious mind is 95% of what we think in our day, right? It's 95% of our life and our conscious mind is only 5%. And so you're constantly living in the past constantly, 95% of the time, obviously. Right. And if you don't make a decision and decide to step forward and do something new, you're not um, creating new synaptic connections in the brain. And so when we, and we, we want this, we want this thing, right? We want to do this. We know it resonates us within us. Our intuition, our higher power is telling us you have to do this, right? This is your path. This is your breadcrumb trail. I'm showing you do it, go. This is the path of least resistance. And people will say, I know, but right. And what's happening is their unconscious mind is pushing away when their conscious mind is trying to pull in. And their unconscious mind is bringing up all of the limiting beliefs of, but you're okay now. You're fine. You're not dead. You know, like <laughs> you're comfortable. It's it, your ego comes out. This is your ego saying you're okay. You're comfortable. You don't really need this. You know, you're doing okay the way you are. Even if you're not doing okay with what you're doing, you're still going to sit in being comfortable. And that's what the, a lot of the ego is, is being comfortable. So um, I do believe that it's being able to make a decision to step forward. And that is where the desire comes in. It's the people that really have that desire within their heart, their soul, their body with just their being like, I am meant for more. I want this. I do not want to be in this position. That is like the one thing that will like draw them forward because deciding is like a huge deal for people. (laughs) It's really hard for people. So the, and cause the belief, having belief in yourself, yes, that's very important, but most people do not have belief in themselves they can say it all day. Yeah. But and it goes goes back to do they love themselves enough to believe yeah, in themselves? Exactly. It's it's love. And so so everything that I take my clients through is exactly that. It's clearing those limiting beliefs, those pieces, stuck information, data that's stuck to redirect that energy and put it into something that actually serves you. But it's very hard for people to even take that first step. 
in even asking for help, wanting, like they want the help, but can they take that step in its desire? How bad do you want to change? How bad uh, do you want to change? Right? Right. Exactly. You talked about belief, but they do have to believe in themselves because I was just literally with a client the other day and they were telling me about their goal. And I just looked them right in the eye and I said, you got a great goal, but here's the problem. You don't believe you can do it. Mm-mm. And they looked at me and they said, you know, you're right. And I said, <laughs> well, we have to work on that first. Yeah. So back to, you know, a decision. I have a uh, analogy of a dam on a river. If you've ever seen a dam, it's holding back the river. But if the dam breaks, that's when the river can get through. So you have to break the dam. You have to use that dam. That's your blockage. And the way you break the dam is you follow the three letters in the word dam, unless you want to put the N there. (laughs) And that's what happens when you don't get through. But no, you have to make the decision. And after the decision, you have to take the action. You have to take an action that corresponds with that decision. If I say, well, I decide I'm going to start an online business, but I don't do anything else. I don't take an action. Then we're not going anywhere. So you take the action. But then, and the most important thing that follows is you have to turn your should into your must. That D-A-M, decision, action, and must. You must do it. You have to have the determination to do it. You have to stop shooting all over yourself. And turn your should into your must, because so many people will say, I should lose weight. I should go out and meet people. I should start this business. Well, should doesn't get you anywhere. When your should becomes your must, that's when you'll break that blockage and you'll break through that dam towards your success. Yeah. And another thing here too is, I'm going to relate it to myself again, uh, when I wanted to start my business and I didn't know anything about the online space and business, right? I knew about other ways of business, but I had no idea and I I needed help. And so I didn't have, I said, I didn't have the money at this time. I, I told myself this story that I didn't have the money. I did have the money, but I told myself I didn't have the money. <laughs> oh, that's a whole yeah. other issue too. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. But, and people, even people with no money, the thing is, is that I did have the money like on a card, on a credit card, but I said I didn't have the money. Right. And so I, I ended up taking, deciding and taking the step to invest in online coaching to be able to get all of the answers right away. So I don't have to waste time. And so I invested my first coach was $13,000 smacked down on a credit card. And guess what? I made that back very quickly because I had all of the information. So being able to utilize the blessings that are right in front of us, the coaches that help other people to step into who you want to be is so important. And that's, that's a major decision that people have a really hard time taking. Because the thing is, is that you're not going to get anywhere in life. If you don't ask for help from people, we're all here as one, you know, we're all here to help each other. So I think that's another block in itself too, but (laughs) we can talk about blocks all day long. (laughs) Well, yeah, I I see that a lot all all the time, really. People think that they can do certain things on their own and you know what? A lot of them can, but the thing is it's going to take them a lot longer. 
I think about I recently had a problem with my dryer downstairs. It wasn't drying the clothing and mm -hmm. I was working on it, trying to fix it. And I finally said, you know what? No, I could call somebody and have somebody come and fix it. But uh, I'm going to go to this thing called YouTube University. <laughs> and I went on YouTube. I found a video. I, someone had the exact same problem. They showed me how they did it. Now, fortunately, it didn't cost me anything. But a lot of times we do. We really need to invest. And that's, again, that's a whole other topic. But I learned how to do it. I went down. I did it. Got it fixed. No problem. But if I had gone down there and fiddled around with it and tried to guess, it would have taken me a lot longer. It's yeah. the same thing where if we're going someplace, when you're taking a journey, when you were going from one state, one town to another, you know, you don't just get in the car and drive blindly to go there. You set your GPS, you figure right. out where you're going to go and you have the help. You have that little annoying voice from the GPS telling you they're recalculating the route when you make a wrong turn. You right. have someone there. And that's really what we do as coaches. We're like the GPA. We tell someone recalculate that route. You may not want to hear it, but this yeah. is how you're going to get there. And we're going to help you get there, get further and get there faster. Right. Yeah, exactly. My whole thing was, it was a, just a money block though. That's a whole another set of blocks that people have. It's a huge problem because you do have, you know, and people constantly say, I don't have. So the money blocks are, are a big problem, but it's like, ask yourself, ask yourself this question. We, as coaches, we're really great at unblocking, clearing blocks, right? For myself, I can't unblock all of my blocks because of my unconscious mind. It's pushing away. So mm -hmm. I have my own coach that I go to that helps me with a lot of my blocks. If I'm having a problem and I can't clear my own block, I go to my coach. You know, it's like asking your massage therapist, like, oh, you give such a great massage. That was amazing. Why don't you go give yourself a massage just like you gave me? They're going to be like, how do I do that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we yeah. can't always do for ourselves exactly what we do for other people, because you have to take yourself, especially when it comes to the unconscious mind and clearing blocks, uh, you have to take yourself out of yourself. <laughs> totally. Well, that gives me a great transition, but you know, another yeah. little squirrel moment popped into my head and that has to do with this thing that we do called affirmations. Now, oh, one yeah. of the things about affirmations and your unconscious mind is if your unconscious mind doesn't believe the affirmation, which a lot of times it doesn't, right. you're going to be saying, you know, I'm healthy, wealthy and wise or some affirmation like that. And your subconscious mind is going, you're no. full of crap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you have to be able to phrase those affirmations in such a way that it'll get through to your subconscious mind. As yeah. of this week, I'm becoming healthy. I'm becoming more healthy this week. I'm making those decisions to become more healthy. Not I am healthy, because if you say something that's definitely not true, your subconscious mind is going to reject it. So you have to be able to do those steps along the way. But again, that's a whole other issue. Yeah. And, you know, you and I, we could probably sit here and we could talk for like another two hours on this topic <laughs> because we're both so invested and we're both so yeah. passionate about it. So and, and it, it connects with who we are. But I'm going to ask you if people were interested in reaching out to you, if something that you said today really resonated with them, how would they reach out? 
Yeah. So I'm on Instagram. That's, that's like my business card there. I'm, that's where I am. I am on Facebook too. Um, but Instagram is like where I usually hang out (laughs) and that is my name. So it's Christelle Foss, K-R-I-S-T-E-L-L-F as in Frank O-S-S. So Christelle Foss on all platforms. So that's where I hang out and yeah, I'd love to talk to you. I'm here for support. I'm here to love on you, whatever you need. I've been at the bottom and now I'm at the top, my top anyway. (laughs) So, um, you know, I've been in so many different places in my life, more than you could ever imagine. And I can really place myself in people's shoes and like, just help. Even if I can be a guide for you or help point you in the right direction, I'm here for you. I got you. Awesome. Well, I will be sure to post that information in the podcast notes so people can check you out. Before we close out, I always ask my guests this question, and it's a simple question. I think it is anyway. What does being purposely positive mean to you? Purposely positive. What does it mean to me? Mm. It's like, what is my intention? My intention, I just think of like love and helping people in general. That's my purpose. That's me being purposely positive. It goes back to loving myself to the fullest that I can. You know, source loves me and exuding that through my work and loving on people to help guide them to their best self. You know, I want people to be able to be their best self. So that's what it means to me. (laughs) So loving yourself and exuding that love to others and having that be your intention. I, I love that answer. Great answer, Christelle. I've enjoyed having this discussion today and we will definitely have you back because there are so many paths that we can go on that we didn't go on today and we just simply don't have enough time. So uh, (laughs) thank you so much for uh, being on the show today. Thank you so much. It was awesome. I appreciate you so much. And you've been listening to Strive to Thrive, the purposely positive podcast brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. And you may be out there feeling something blocking you and you find a wake up call moment in your life and you want to make that change. Come to Tony W Coaching and download a free resource, a book called Strive to Thrive, and it will start you in the direction of a purposely positive life.